Hi. Today we are going to talk about crying. What does it mean to cry? So a lot of people crying is shedding tears as a result of an emotion that you have. And it comes natural. For most people it comes natural because when something hurts so bad, you best start crying. Now, let's look at how crying begins in life. You know, as a child, when you are born, you have no speech. You can't say anything. And the only speech that you have, or the only way of communicating with your parents, is by crying. Oh, and some of these children take advantage. <laughs> they cry their hearts out. And it works. Whenever your baby is crying, you run to them to get a reaction. What is going on, my boy, my girl? You're hungry, you peed on yourself. For a child, that is a way of getting people's attention and getting control over the environment. As you get older, we even master the act of crying. At one year old, two year old, you see a little boy crying because their toy was taken away by their mother. They cry their hearts out and their parents give them that toy back. What they're doing is they're exerting control over their life. See, he can't come and fight with you to get that toy, so he has to cry so that you give it to him. Then as you get older, crying becomes a whole different agenda. And you realize that you people cry when they want to express emotions. This time not to get control over the environment, but just to burst out some emotions to feel better. So crying evolved from trying to gain control of the environment to trying to express emotions in your environment, Try, trying to communicate to your environment that, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Now, let's see how crying changes. So I started from when you were a child and how you are crying. Now, look at children for a minute. Children cry. They smile, they are happy, they have no worries. At that age, even though you are controlling your environment, you are also stress-free because whenever you cry and get what you want, you don't have to worry about anything else again. As you get older, we move away from that. When you cry, they tell you, oh, come on, you are not a child to be crying anymore. But then what happened to the happiness that we used to get when you cried as children. That distressing factor that we got as children. Let's get a little bit of the physiology of crying. So crying goes into your body, you know, the tears comes out. What happens is your oxytocin and some of your stress hormones are released. So whenever you cry or you shed a tear, you are taking away one worry in your brain. It's not going to get away of completely, but at that moment, you feel safe. You, you get rid of all the bad toxins that might as well not help you concentrate. So if you notice, people who cry tend to feel better. Unless you lost a parent or you lost somebody, then yeah, you're going to cry for a long time. But even that, whenever you cry and you cry well, you feel better for a little while. So why do we move? away if crying makes us feel better 
the rich research is showing that crying helps you release oxytocin and some stress hormones. Why don't you cry? Well, this might be weird, but I, I'm a um, kind of um, um, I would say I'm guilty of this too. I remember at age 18, I lost my mom going to do my wasi. I, I think a day or so before my paper called, didn't tell my mom was dead, but you know, last time I spoke to her voice wasn't, you know, so I started crying. I started crying, I didn't know why I was crying. I went to take that paper and it felt good. I actually did great on that paper. Finished came home, I was told my mom passed. <laughs> and I couldn't even cry. Because as a man, I was feeling so much emotion that I couldn't just bust out and let it all out. When I went to the funeral, I saw people crying. I'm like, what are these people doing? They don't share the same pain as I do. So why are they crying? I didn't understand what they were doing. As time when I realized that the people that were crying actually got better after they left the funeral. I, on the other hand, 10 years later, 11 years later, I still remember that girl like, why didn't I cry? Because I still miss her so much. That is the power of crying. Now, compare both genders. A lot of the people that cry in our society are women. You break a woman's heart, she busts out crying in front of you, she curses you, she cries. A week later, you see her, she's totally fine, she's getting over you. You, on the other hand, you get heartbroken, you shrug it in, you're, yeah, I'm gonna find somebody else. One week later, you start crying about this woman. If you notice, a lot of the suicide that happens happen to men because we put up so much that we are not able to let go of some of the emotions that we have. So we just bottle up and then we keep it for a long time. And as time goes on, it builds up and builds up and leads us to taking decisions that we don't want to take. So now I'm here to ask you, why don't you cry as a man? I know women cry, I want them to cry more about men. Why don't you cry? When they need, when there's the need, why don't you let your emotions out? I would say, when you can't beat them, you join them. A lot of women have a life expectancy of 25, of 80 years old in America as of 2019. Men have a life expectancy of 75 years. They grow five years older than we do. In my nursing home where I work, I would say 65% of the patients I see are women. And a lot of them are in their 90s and their 100s. Rarely you see one man who's over 100, but the question is why don't men grow the same way or the same older as women do? The answer is simple. We bottle up too much. We are afraid to be called weak. You see, crying is not a sign of weakness. Crying it just means that you have the power to exert control over your life, just as how children were exerting control over their lives. You have the power to tell your environment that, hey, I am going through some bad things and I'm going to get rid of it by showing you my emotions. And by showing that weakness, I'm going to become strong after that. See, it's always good to bend but not break. 
crying is a way of bending by not breaking. So today, as I sit in this chair in this early morning, I implore all of you cry when there's no need to. You are the you are the head of the house. Yes, you are in our culture, but the head of the house has to be able to share his or her his or her emotions out, so that the the people that are following him wouldn't be tied into his emotions. When you watch a movie, I've seen Dear John like five times, and I cry every time, and it always feels good. Sometimes when something happens, you come to your house, cry if you have to. Share the tear. Say a prayer once you cry. And you realize you're going to feel way better. So today, I employ all the youth, all the men, all the women, all the people who think they are macho to cry when they have to. Release some of the stress hormones out. And tell me how you feel afterwards. Because for me, once I began realizing that crying is not a sign of weakness, my life is becoming better. Sometimes you are bothered with so much emotions that you don't even know what to do. Just sit down and just the emotions come out. If it comes out as crying, enjoy it. Even if your wife is there, cry with her. Sometimes you see women crying, well, man, shut up, what are you doing? No, allow her to cry. If you can join, join them and your life will be better off from that day. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I want to urge you that this year, 2022, cry when you need to. And hit me up. If you have any questions and your experiences on how crying helped your life. Thank you.